Hello and welcome to Just the Facts. This is your host, Tasha Bryant. Um, I do hope everyone is having a fantastic and safe and socially distanced uh, COVID Christmas and holiday season. Um, it is definitely lovely to be back with all of my listeners um, as I was away for about a week. So, so much has definitely transpired uh, with the country, um, you know, in the time that I was unable to be with you. So let's just kind of dive right in here. So, um, everyone knows that, um, America hasn't, uh, kept its end of the bargain up, uh, when it pertains to taking care of its citizens, um, during this horrible time frame of the pandemic, um, most industries have been shut down or cut down drastically, uh, which is, of course, um, affecting millions of Americans in their households, uh, their, availab- their availability to be able to pay rent, to make their mortgage, to even provide the basic necessities for food and utilities. Um, and it's in stark contrast to other developed nations. If we look at other countries, uh, Japan is providing 100% of wages, Netherlands 90%, Norway 90%, Germany 87%, France 84%, Italy and the UK, respectively, 80%, and Canada, 75%. America is providing zero, um, which is, of course, causing great um, stress and calamity to many uh, Americans who are currently uh, being affected by what's happening. Um, So the Republicans and the Democrats... Um, needed to come to an agreement that um, on on a COVID relief package. Now, Republicans were very strongly against um, COVID uh, relief for ordinary citizens. They didn't feel, uh, as Rand Paul stated, who um, is a senator and is a doctor. Um, so clearly his family would be considered uh, upper class or upper or upper middle class um, stated that nobody needed an additional stimulus and they just needed to um, just like his his family didn't need it, um, which is, of course, a highly unintelligent, a very ignorant statement, which we've grown to expect from uh, Senator Rand Paul. So um, a lot of Republicans didn't believe that it was necessary. Uh, they wanted to, the, uh, the original stimulus package uh, that was provided was $1,200, right? Um, which a lot of Republicans were against. Um, so then they wanted to only do $300 uh, this next go around. Um, and so they settled on 600 which was a far cry from what Democrats wanted. They wanted to at least maintain the $1,200 stimulus or go to a $2,000 stimulus. Because of course, Americans at this point are months and months, thousands of dollars behind in either their mortgages or their rents. Um, So providing people with $600 isn't even a proverbial drop in the bucket. So uh, the one-time stimulus checks 
would provide just 600 per person, including adults and children, meaning a family of four would receive uh, 2400 up to a certain income. And, and I believe uh, that was up to about $75,000 a year uh, you would receive that. So here's the breakdown of the proposed bill, uh, $900 billion uh, dollar COVID stimulus bailout, uh, $600 to American citizens, $600 to the people um, who pays for the entire bill. Uh, for $40 million for the Kennedy Center, $154 million National uh, Gallery of Art, $1 billion Smithsonian uh, Institute, $14 million Woodrow Wilson Center, $167 million, million National Foundation of Arts, uh, slash humanities, 700 million for the Sudan, uh, 1.3 billion for Egypt, 1.4 billion, uh, Asia, uh, re, resurgence uh, initiative act, um, 135 million Burma, uh, eight, 85.5 million for Cambodia. So, um, I have a number of issues with this bill. Uh, one, I don't understand why there should be any relief for uh, one, two, three, four, five foreign countries when you don't want to provide relief to American citizens. Um, I'm all for assisting other countries, but I feel as though in this instance, uh, the bulk of the monies should go to small businesses, should go to uh, Americans who are thousands of dollars behind in rent. Um, I, I think that this money would be more purposeful, uh, the bulk of it being utilized to take care of Americans. Um, and apparently, so did Trump. Um because Trump stated that he wasn't going to sign the bill. He was going to veto the bill. Now, mind you, this took months for Republicans and Democrats and uh, Steve Mnuchin to come to this uh, ridiculous, you know, agreement. So now Trump is saying, well, I'm not going to sign it unless there's 2000 for uh, the American families. Right. And then he leaves and goes to golf, to Mar-a-Lago. Um, Nancy Pelosi says, great, let's get the bill. Uh, we can pass it with unanimous consent. Uh, Republicans are up in arms because um, their president has basically left them out to dry um, because now it looks as if the Democrats and the president are on the same page and it's the Republicans who um, don't want to do anything, which I mean, is essentially true as far as Republicans not wanting to do anything. I think Trump is just an opportunist and he would, he's angry because the election didn't go the way that he wanted it to go. And he's angry because, uh, you know, the Republicans are not assisting him in uh, attempting to steal and subvert uh, democracy. And so the only way he could think to really throw a wrench in whatever they're trying to do is to directly go against um, what the plan was and what the agreement was. So the pandemic unemployment assistance, uh, a, a lifeline 
for 7.3 million American workers out of work uh, due to the pandemic expired at midnight on Sunday uh, after President Trump continued to resist signing uh, the 2.3 trillion package that combines government funding with COVID-19 relief. Um, so at this point, uh, 12 million Americans have lost their unemployment benefits as of today. Uh, of course, Trump could easily restore those benefits with a stroke of a pen, but he's golfing in Florida while Vice President Pence is off skiing in Colorado, completely detached from uh, the realities of, of the real suffering uh, that Americans are feeling. So we'll have to see how this story continues to play out. Um, I honestly believe that Trump has no intention of signing anything and that this will be left to the Biden administration to to fix um, unfortunately, for so many Americans, that will be too late. So Trump has been doing a lot of pardons, um, very controversial pardons. Uh, one of his biggest controversial pardons that started off everything was, of course, uh, disgraced General Flynn. Um, so now he has returned with even more pardons because I, like many, uh, once I saw that he was willing to pardon Flynn, I knew that that was just the beginning of what was to come down the pike, a very uh, controversial and disturbing pardons. So among those receiving pardons are George Papadopoulos, uh, former uh, Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter, and Chris Collins. And four former Blackwater worldwide military contractors responsible for uh, the shooting deaths of 14 Iraqis in 2007. Um, it's very disturbing that these Blackwater guys have been pardoned. Uh, this is uh, coming from a individual who was one of the victims who was shot. Uh, I had never imagined that Trump or any other politician would affect American justice, says Hassan Salaman, who was shot in the Blackwater massacre in Baghdad. Um, it's just very disturbing. So he's pardoned uh, four ex-guards uh, convicted in the massacre that killed the 14 Iraqi uh, civilians. And I believe uh, children were amongst the dead. Um, this definitely doesn't uh, do well for our already strained international relationships. Um this could very well anger and put the troops who are currently serving in Iraq uh, in harm's way. Um, and it definitely puts Biden again in a very precarious situation. Um, Trump doesn't see 
America as a collective. He sees America as a collective and then he sees himself and he doesn't um, see that as president, it is his obligation and responsibility upon the oath that he has taken um, to protect and serve and to uh, not cause damage to our foreign uh, relations. Um, he just looks at it as the next guy's problem. Um, so I, I definitely do think, um, as I shared on the podcast I was a guest on on Christmas Eve, um, that Biden is going to have to go on an apology tour, much like uh, President Obama had to do after the disastrous uh, Bush-Cheney um, administration. So he's definitely going to have to go on an apology tour with our allies and really try to repair um, just such a tremendous amount of damage that has been done. Um, but yeah, so we'll definitely see how these pardons uh, continue to come down the pike. I definitely don't think that we're close to being done. Um, he's definitely looking to pardon all of his cronies, um, you know, like he's already done with Michael Flynn and Roger Stone. And, um, you know, it's just, it's definitely interesting. Um, I really do hope that Congress um, takes a look at the presidential powers um, after the abuses that have been taken by Trump and uh, restricts them heavily, especially when it comes to the pardon power. Um, I, I think that that's something that has to be looked at. Um, because just because we are surviving one Trump doesn't mean we'll be able to survive the next person who comes who is Trump-like. Um, so we really have to shore up our democracy and our republic uh, to make sure um, that we can always survive. Um, so there was a cyber hack um, that took place. Um, and it is th believed that it was due to Russia. So Russia suspected in a major cyber attack on uh, the U.S. government departments. Uh, Russian hackers working for the Kremlin are believed to be behind breaches of U.S. government computer systems at the Department of Treasury, Commerce, and Homeland Security that may have lasted months before they were discovered, according to U.S. officials and media reports. The hackers reportedly broke into the email systems uh, at the government uh, department, but the full extent of the breach uh, was not immediately clear as U.S. officials scrambled to make an assessment. There are concerns that hackers may have penetrated other government departments and perhaps many private companies as well. Uh, the Commerce Department, the National Security Council, and the Department of Homeland Security all acknowledged uh, the intrusion in belief uh, in brief statements, um, but provided no details. We can confirm there has been a breach in one of our bureaus. Uh, the Commerce Department said, uh, we have been working closely uh, with our agency partners 
regarding uh, recently recently discovered activity on government networks, said NSC uh, spokesman John Yuliet. The U.S. government did not name Russia or any other actor as being responsible. Uh, Reuters first reported the story on Sunday and subsequent reports identified Russia's Foreign Intelligence Services, the SVR, as the most likely culprit. Russia's SVR, the rough equivalent to the CIA in the U.S., was blamed for major hacks in 2014 and 15 that involved unclassified email systems at the White House, State Department, and the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Russia on Monday denied any involvement uh, in the latest reported breach. Um, so at this point, they Russia did not um, breach, to our knowledge, um, classified information but they were in the systems undetected for months and it wasn't till a um i guess you would call it a private company um was able noticed that they were in their systems um it wasn't the federal government that actually made the uh connection that they were in the systems um and that is definitely an issue that um the federal government didn't even note that they were in in our systems. And it was uh, uh, a company by the name of FireEye uh, that reported last week that hackers um, also believed to be Russians stole the company's key tools used to test uh, vulnerabilities in the computer networks of its customers, which included government agencies. So um, FireEye is the one that noticed it. And they were the ones that initially sounded uh, those alarms um, pertaining to who was in our systems and why they were in our systems. Um, now, interestingly enough, um, the president-elect um, traditionally always gets um, security briefings because, of course, um, it is now going to be the president-elect's formal responsibility to keep us safe from any types of attacks or any types of anything. He needs to be made aware uh, because, after all, it will soon be his watch. So soon after the cyber attack was made, uh, was soon after the cyber attack was uh, then um, known to have actually taken place, uh, Trump orders uh, that Biden's security briefings from the Pentagon stop. Just as news breaks that America is under a vast and incredibly dangerous cyber attack from Trump's pals in Russia. Um, so 
it's interesting that they that Trump is, you know, continuing his love affair with Russia and stating that, you know, he he doesn't believe that it was Russia, that it was China and all of this foolery, even though um, all the intelligence um, and everybody that works for him is telling him the complete opposite. Um, And it just looks like a cover up yet again, where um, now all of a sudden Biden can't get the security briefings. I mean, he's going to get the information, whether he gets it today or tomorrow, he's going to get the information and he's going to do something uh, regarding what has taken place. Um, So I thought what was interesting is that Barr, uh, Attorney uh, General Barr is now um, starting to depart from Trump. And it began when he stated that there was no election fraud, that they could find no um, reasonable or credible sources. So that was the beginning of the division. So then from there, he's he started to really just, um, you know, be clear about his uh, statements. Um, whenever there's something that Trump is saying that is either inconsistent or inaccurate or a flat out lie. He's not willing to allow it to, to stand. Um, so at a press conference today, Barr uh, fact checked Trump. So he stated that the cyber breach was carried out by Russia, not China. Uh, no basis for a special counsel for voter fraud. No basis for a special counselor counsel for Hunter Biden, because, of course, that's the real witch hunt there, you know, keeping these conspiracy theories going regarding uh, Hunter Biden on uh, stories uh, that are completely false and have no validity whatsoever, just just needling him, just trying to make it hell for, you know, for uh, no other reason other than to just try to bother his uh, father politically um, and no basis for seizing election machines. Um, and as a sidebar, uh, the company, the executives from Dominion are suing uh, Trump and other news affiliates um, who have uh, carried out the malicious lies and conspiracy theories that have no basis uh, for defamation, which I think is awesome. They should do that. Um, so Attorney General Barr said Monday he sees no reason to to appoint a special counsel to lead the ongoing federal investigation into Hunter Biden or to further probe President Trump's claims of widespread uh, fraud in the 2020 election. Now, it is worth noting that um, Attorney General Barr has taken um, his leave um, and will not return after the Christmas holiday, um, even though uh, his job would have been over effectively on January 20th uh, when the new administration is sworn in and they begin to take over. So um, many of you, I'm sure, know of Rush Limbaugh. He's uh, the original shock jock, the original um, racist on the air uh, before it was the end thing to do with the, uh, you know, rise of Donald Trump. He was on the air saying um, horrible, egregious things. Um, And he is now 
um, effectively ending his career due to a cancer diagnosis that is quite advanced. Um, do not miss him. I'm very glad that he is leaving and glad that um, that fringe unit of the underbelly of America will no longer have his haven at their beck and call or available um, to be able to come together to spew their blatant lies and conspiracy theories and hate. So I thank you for tuning in to Just the Facts. As always, this is your host, Tasha Bryant. <laughs>